1: This is Gino Geraci, so glad you could join me on the program, Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where we typically take your calls, answer your questions about the things you care the most about. We talk about God. We talk about the historical Jesus. We talk about the Bible, and we talk about worldviews and world religions. And one of the reasons why I love, love, love to talk about the Bible is because it's the source of truth. It gives us accurate information about what's real and what's true. You know, in 3 John, uh, the apostle talked about that he rejoiced that that Gaius walked in the truth and that the truth was in him and that he walked in the truth. In order for you to walk in the truth, the truth has to be in you. And, of course, Tuesdays are the day that we typically set aside um, for Tough Question Tuesday where this is an opportunity for you to ask me, well, you're really hard questions. And as always, I give a caveat, a disclaimer, if you will, that you're free to ask me whatever you want. But that doesn't mean I'm going to know the answer. (laughs) So I'm happy, happy to say, hey, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Or... Perhaps we can talk about what are some of the possible answers or um, explore some of the principles surrounding your question. But the number is 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. Many of you know that today has been sort of designate, designated not just as got, uh, Tough Questions Tuesday, but for many people it's, it's Giving Tuesday. And so if you are like me and you have lots and lots of friends who are um, involved in generosity and or involved in ministry, um, then you've probably gotten a lot of, um, dare I use the term, solicitations for giving. And of course, we are grateful to God that uh, Jesus according to the Apostle said, that it's better to, to give than to receive. And so, you know, as I've been thinking about giving um, Tuesday, I was thinking about Psalm 112, verse 5, where it says, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice in Luke chapter six verse thirty-eight, it says, "Give, and it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured on into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you." That's Luke six thirty-eight. And of course, in Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six, it says, "Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously." will reap generously. So if you sow generously, you reap generously. Give, and it'll be given to you. God, good comes to the generous. And, of course, another passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 and 11, it says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The whole point in part that Paul makes is that God is our supplier. So it's the Lord who gives. And, of course, if we sow generously, we reap generously. If we give, it will be given to us. Good comes to the generous. So 303-873-1935, that's the number. And hoping that today on Giving Tuesday that I'll be able to um, give you some information that will be fun to listen to, encouraging and edifying. You know, there's an interesting story in the news today about a person named Casey McIntyre. And my friend uh, Jim Denison at the Denison Forum and also at ChristianHeadlines.com has posted on his um, blog site, um, which he does daily on the the Denison Forum, he basically talks about this particular person, Casey McIntyre, who was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2019 and she died on november 12th this year she was only 38 years old and in the days leading up to her death she urged friends to donate to a campaign that would cancel the medical debt of strangers and by the time she died that campaign can you believe it Raised nearly $200,000. Now, this may not, the math may not make good sense to you, but that was enough money to pay off nearly $19 million in medical debt. So apparently, you can purchase medical debt for pennies on the dollar. And so as of today, it's more than tripled its impact. And Jim Dennison writes, And rightly so. Here's what he says. He says, quote, In all the coverage I've seen of her remarkable impact, no one has taken a contrarian view, nor should they. A contrarian view means criticized her. He basically says, quote, Just for the sake of objectivity and reporting, someone could question whether the money could be better put to use or whether medical debt should be retired in this way. But Casey's courageous generosity of spirit was so compelling that her story should be told with the affirmation it has received. And then he says, unfortunately, such moral clarity is in short supply in our authentic society. And he has authentic in air quotes, and for good reason. He says, authentic is Merriam-Webster's word of the year. Jim Dennison says, this shouldn't surprise any of us, since it's so often used these days to connote someone's authentic voice or authentic self. And he's making reference, Jim Dennison is making reference to the fact that In the so-called woke society or the ideological social justice society, authentic has become a buzzword. And by buzzword, I mean whatever your authentic self is, how you perceive yourself. And he says, quote, our relativistic culture assures us that we are what we believe ourselves to be whether this claim relates to gender or sexual orientation or nearly any other identifier. Anyone who disagrees is being intolerant, which is the cardinal sin of our culture, or so we're told. So imagine in the feeding ideological frenzy that you are what you believe yourself to be, as it relates to gender or sexual orientation or any other identifier, the one identifier that is suspect is if you identify as a Christian, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus. Imagine that's the one identifier that seems to generate the most suspicion. 303-873-1935. 303-873-1935. I'll have more when we come back. Okay. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you'd like to join me on the program, it's 303-873-1935, 303 8731935 I was talking about an article that was posted at christianheadlines.com and also at the Denison forum the title of course of the article is The Truth About Selflessness in a Relatively Fickle World and uh it features Casey McIntyre who was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2019 she died earlier this month well in in no on November 12th at just 38 years of age she uh, urged friends to donate to a campaign that would cancel the medical debt of strangers. And uh, Jim Dennison points out how selfless that was. So it made me think about a couple of things, including what does the Bible have to say about selflessness? And again, if you'd like to join me on the program, the number's 303 873. 1935, 303-873-1935. And uh, again, when we're talking about selfishness, that means an unhealthy preoccupation with yourself. Selflessness is the character trait of thinking more about others than you do about yourself. So this characteristic of selflessness is, is literally talked about in the Bible. It's so significant that Jesus said out of all of the commandments that God has given in the revelation of the Bible, it's the second most important of the commandments you'll remember it's found in Mark chapter 12, verse 31, where it says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The first commandment, of course, is that you should love the Lord your God. And then he talks about loving your neighbor we even think about Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, where it says, For the whole of the law is fulfilled in one word, or a single saying, if you will, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus wasn't creating a new law. He was merely emphasizing and expounding on a revelation that had been given a th- th- over a thousand years earlier. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, it says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So James calls this the royal law. He emphasizes that it has... Supreme value to God in James chapter two, verse eight, it says, if you really fulfill the, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. He calls it a royal law for good reason, because it is, again, one of the crowns in the revelation. So Jesus had a whole lot to say about selflessness during his earthly ministry. In the Sermon on the Mount, he goes beyond what some may think of as selflessness, like helping a friend, ministering to a spouse, caring for a child, or caring for a sick child. So Jesus extends selflessness far beyond the normal expectations. I mean, you might think helping a friend, yeah, I can do that. Ministering to a spouse, yeah, I can do that. Caring for a sick child, yeah, I can do that. But then Jesus talks about something amazing. He talks about loving our enemies, praying for our persecutors. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, he says, But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And so Jesus taught that it's easy, maybe, to love a friend or a spouse. Even unbelievers do that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 47. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? So the Christian is expected to... <laughs> love the lovable, but also to love the unlovable. Why in the world would we do that? Because according to the scriptures, when you do that, you become a little more like God. So think, just pause and think about that for just a moment. Because if in your mind you have a little category where you say, does God love everyone? And you might have a little category where you go, of course he loves everyone. But do you have that same category for yourself? But of course, that's exactly what the scriptures say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, so that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Yeah, there's a planet. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. The grass grows, grain grows. It's really difficult to lay aside hurt feelings and wounded hearts. But that's part of what it means to be selfless. And so in many areas, Jesus is the ultimate example of selflessness. And coming into the world, the Bible says he made himself nothing. And he took upon himself the very nature of a servant that's what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And so as followers of Jesus, we have the same mindset, Philippians 2, 5. Jesus came not for his own benefit, but for your benefit and for my benefit. He came to minister to us and then to die for us. It was Jesus himself who said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So humanly speaking, Jesus gives up his will for God's will. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Father, you'll remember he prays, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, he's doing, he's he's giving up. It makes perfect sense as a human being who, who wants to be hurt. And, of course, as John the Baptist is quoted as saying concerning Jesus in John 3.30, He must increase and I must decrease. Another translation says he must become greater and I have to become less, more of the Lord, less of us. There's that song, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me. And of course, if we're honest, selflessness runs counter to human nature which is why being selfless is way more difficult than being selfish. 303-873-1935. That's the number. If you want to join me on the program, I'm happy to take your call. 303-873-1935. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me. (laughs) 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Um, Is it Julie? Julie, is this, is that, did I get your name right? Yes. How can I help you? Yes.
0: Oh, okay. So you're on the subject of uh, loving others and how it's difficult um, no and, kidding. And, unlovable. <laughs> and so I've actually been studying this, and one of the questions that keeps coming to mind is: is is it isn't it the Holy Spirit, God Himself that lives with us, with it lives in us, that gives us the capacity to do this when we are unable to, to do it?
1: I think that that's true, and let me tell you why I think it's true. Um. Because the the way that I would think about it is the the biggest difficulty in loving others is sin. And so the sin isn't just their sin. It's our sin as well. So I think you understand that. We're fallen creatures. And apart from God and his power, we are selfish. And so, yeah, we need a supernatural boost, if you will and 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 again i think we need a tangible credible obtainable definition so one of the things that i try and think about is that word love what does it mean to love someone julie what does that even mean and so the way that i think about it is the biblical definition if you take all of first corinthians chapter 13 and you boil it down to its nitty gritty so to speak and it is a willingness to do what's in the best interest of the person so so imagine a person whoever that person is and and you're not trying to generate false feelings of affection okay love isn't feelings of affection okay what if love is a willingness to do what's in their best interest and the moment you decide that you're going to do what's in their best interest, sometimes you have to ask a different question, well, what's in my best interest? And now we're back to the subject of selflessness, aren't we? It's where, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm going to do what's best for you. Well, this isn't best for, for me. Exactly.
0: Okay. Okay, so I so, no, Does that ma- so does when- that
1: make sense to you? Yes. Well, and again, even that, where you go, but I don't, I don't want to do what's in their best interest. I right. want to do, <laughs> I want to do what's in my best interest. That, but to your point, it's we're going to need the Holy Spirit to do that, aren't we?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: And so, I know first, so. Yeah, so here's First Corinthians thirteen five. So love isn't rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. And Philippians two three don't do anything from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Um, um, imagine how hard it is to say, and, and and I don't think we do that. I I think we need the Holy Spirit to whisper in our our ear. Right, she's more important than you are
0: yeah i think I think that if we're if we really listen carefully, he's prompting us, and often times in my stubbornness, I'll ignore it when I know it's the best thing and what God requires of me, it's just a little difficult,
1: and imagine Jesus dies, not because of the best thing about you, but the worst thing about you. And imagine if everybody knew, and I'm not asking you to confess on radio anything, but just in your own mind, just do a thought experiment, okay? Think of the five worst things, at least in your own opinion, that you're guilty of and that everybody knows it and that's how they evaluate you. That's Your whole life is best on the, based on the worst things you've ever done. Would you like that? No So no. It, yeah, so part of the difficulty of loving others, like is, I think you've hit the nail on the head. We try to do it on our own, and we can't, yeah. we can't. and and so so imagine, imagine, imagine we're doing it on our own, okay, which leads to hypocrisy. Which leads to a cold heart, which leads to a failure. So imagine you go, I can't pretend to care about this person when I don't care about this person. And so I need you to help me, Lord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I just, I think that without, you know, the Holy Spirit, if he's not help, like if i'm not listening to him or or i think we get so distracted and busy in our lives we forget that he actually lives with us right and he's actually prompting us and pointing us to jesus all the time and and to love god with all with everything within us
1: so imagine and, imagine what you're just saying is now true where you go wait the holy spirit's inside of me And what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? The Holy Spirit wants me to manifest the character of Christ. And so in what sense? In the sense that I know it sounds cliche, you know, you know, what would Jesus do? But in a very real sense, if the Spirit's saying, how can Jesus best be um, glorified in the situation I find myself in. And then when that happens, then he is glorified and edified. And then the world sees Christ in us. And now we fulfill what the scriptures say. This They'll know that, you, that you're my disciples by your love for one another. And so I think it's okay. I, I actually do think it's okay to go, <laughs> dare I even say this out loud, but I'm going to that we practice on each other. (laughs) You can practice on me and I'll practice on you in the sense of, okay, you love me and I'll love you. And then we go, okay. And now we're going to do it to people that we wouldn't normally love.
0: Yep. So we teach how we teach our children.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, thank you.
1: No, no. Thank you. Thank you for the call.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God bless
1: you, Tina. Hey, God bless you. 303-873-1935. That's the number. You know, there's a big word that sometimes people use. Um, It's called misanthropy. Misanthropy is a word that means a general dislike of other people. Now, you've probably, Producer Jim, you've probably had people Say to you, I love dogs more than I love people, or I love animals more than I love people. Yes, um, I have heard that. And, and you know, I was watching, unfortunately, um, a, a news broadcast of um, of Gaza, and because of the war, um, animals are suffering because human beings are under fire, and and the animals g- get no attention. Now, what's interesting to me is that some people will care more about an animal than a human being. Dennis Prager did an experiment where he asked people, um, if someone you hate fell into a lake and a dog you love fell into the lake and you could only save one, who would you save? And he said at least 50% of the people picked the dog. Because I guess just for a moment, they're being honest. (laughs) That they don't really care. So misanthropy is the opposite of love. It's it's a kind of disdain, disgust for human beings. Interesting. Hey, this is Gino Geraisy, the number's 303-873-1935. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more when we come back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program. Again, the number's 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. David, welcome to the program.
2: Hello there. Hey, I need some advice. Um, You ever see that movie, Pay It Forward? Sure.
1: I mean, I'm familiar with the concept.
2: Yeah, well, somebody paid it forward to me, uh, gave me a car, and it just, it runs, uh, you know, it's sort of like this guy was like the little old lady who only drove it on Sundays, just, it's just amazing, yeah, it's got over a little over a 100,000 on it, but it runs, it just, so I've got a car, it's not a junker, it's really uh, an incredibly well kept car uh and I was wondering, I know there's a mission downtown that comes to mind uh, right I think you, the
1: yeah the mission I think you're thinking of is is step denver um but no there's
2: a, no, no it's it's uh no it's t- more familiar Jesus okay. saves on the sign out there, oh
1: yeah, yeah, it's um yeah. Denver uh, rescue mission. Yeah, Denver rescue mission. Yeah. So uh, but there's I, I another, to... there's another group that I I had the CEO on on the program. It's called Hands of the Carpenter. And this uh-huh. guy, this guy's name is Dan Georgiopoulos. And what's interesting about this cuz you, you you know you're you're mentioning the car with a little old lady and all of that stuff. But his ministry focuses on single moms. Um, oh. Who are trying desperately to help 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 uh, i, I don 't know about you, but i was I was raised by a single mom and okay. and um, so you know this is a mom who 's struggling, and so what Dan Georgiopoulos in the hands of the carpenter do is they repair replace provide um, automotive service. And so, so they do like, um, you know, they have technicians and they're they're an automotive service thing. So they can go through the vehicle. I mean, obviously, just like you said, you know, it runs like a champ and all of that stuff. But what then they do is they do a careful evaluation, making sure that it's safe for moms and kids. And, and then they have a program where you can donate your vehicle, and then they provide, you know, obviously they get way more moms than they have vehicles. But that might be an option for you, you, you know. No, um,
2: what do you call it?
1: It's called Hands of the Carpenter. And so the so I don't know if you've got uh, um, a, a computer or whatever, but it's at handsofthecarpenter.org. And if you want the... Um, the actual phone number, I'm at um, their website right now. Um, there's partners, contact hands. Here it is. So it's hands of the carpenter, and they've got locations in Golden, in Aurora, and then there's a phone number. And I think that they can make arrangements to come and get the vehicle, or you can take the vehicle to them and get a a receipt, you know, for, for, you know, your gift. And they'll do a kind of an evaluation and and tell you what they think it's worth and, and then give you a receipt for that. And so let me
2: tell you, it it is, it's unreal. It's 24 years old and it looks two years old. It's (laughs) never been, it's, it's been waxed every year. It's been in the garage and it has 135 on it.
1: Wow! Wow!
2: But uh, but uh, I know the original owner, and there's just a stack of not repairs but upgrades uh, and
1: maintenance. Maintenance uh, probably ma- ma- uh, a record total. of the maintenance.
2: Oh, it's just unreal. You know, if there was a drop of oil on the garage floor, it goes in. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so so it, I mean, yeah. So great. that's
1: that. That's an option. You know, obviously Denver Rescue would be a great a great option, but I, this is what comes to my mind because it sounds like, you know, um, the, this, the, it's a, it's a wonderful ministry, hands of the carpenter. So,
2: so uh, would it be like a mom might get the car and drive it? Cause it's ready to go. It's, it is so maintained.
1: <laughs> well, well yes. and you know, I'm sure that every once in a while they get a car like that, but as you can imagine, as you can imagine, most cars donated aren't in th- the outstanding no. e- candidates that you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. again, just for safety's sake, they'll still go over it and we'll still. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, and so again, it's called Hands of the Carpenter dot org, and you know what you can tell them. You can say I was talking to Gino. I was talking to Gino on his program and <laughs> and ask about maybe you know a recommendation, and he recommended you. And and just uh, i do
2: that. And you I'll might even
1: that. you might even say, hey, you know, not that I it, it's my business. Obviously, the moment you donate it, you know, it's their car. But you could yes. just say you could just say, hey, you know, if it's okay, could you not not, not that I'm trying to be weird. But could you just give me an update and t- give me, you know, without violating confidentiality or stuff, could you tell me the family that it went to? I don't need to know their name and where they live, but just uh, <laughs> that it, that it, you know, it's found a wonderful home.
2: Oh, I tell you, I hope, you know, that's what I want it to be, where it's used. It's got a lot of life left in it.
1: Golly. All the more reason.
2: I hate to see it set outside. It's been in the garage all these years. <laughs> but uh, I'm so pleased that you um, you put me up to this, and uh, that's kind of where my heart is. So, would you like gonna, me to give you
1: their phone number?
2: Do you have a that a, a, would be That would be nice.
1: Okay, it's three zero three. Do you have a something you can write with? It's I'm three, ready. Yeah, it's three zero three five two six four four eight eight. And you know what? Hands of the Carpenter. They're 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 not paying me. They're they're not my client right at this very moment. <laughs> I I have no vested interest. I'm not going to get a kickback. It's uh, I think it's what you're looking for is Jesus gets all the glory. You betcha. <laughs>
2: you got it. Yeah, it would be so good to know that some mom would get it because they'd be more apt to take care of it too.
1: Amen. It's terrific. Well, well thank, thank you, thank you, you much so much. For... No, thank you. Okay. And you know what? Way to pay it
2: forward. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, this car that I was given, God, it's just amazing. He did drive it like a little old. <laughs> I mean, it, it just runs, and it just, yeah. Body is great, so i'm i'm blessed I'm very blessed
1: well and i'm I'm blessed as well and and what a wonderful privilege that uh, we get to just that's right we get to be involved that's right hey, thank you for that's, your call
2: Well, you're welcome, God bless.
1: Mm Bye bye. 303 873 1935. In the next hour, I'm hoping to have uh, Jeff Hunt on. We're going to be talking with Jeff Hunt from the Centennial Institute. There's uh, an event that's going to be taking place at Colorado Christian University next Tuesday. Colorado Christian University is hosting an, an evening of unity, bringing together Jewish and Christian leaders who share a common commitment to supporting Israel. And promoting peace in the region. And I'm looking forward to my conversation with Jeff Hunt and, of course, Colorado Christian University, Don Sweeting, and and Jeff Hunt have um, boldly and um, admirably stood in support of Israel against the recent attacks by Hamas. And, of course, everyone condemns violence and aggression But one of the things that they wanted to be able to do was uh, minister and provide direct community support to our Jewish friends and family. So we're going to have a great conversation when we come back. Thanks for joining me.